Welcome to Victorious Living. Satan wants to close your mind, our mind, to the reading of the Word of God. Why? Because it's got life in it. It's got health in it. It's got healing in it. It's got wellness in it. It's got wholeness in it. It's got deliverance in it. It's got whatever you need in it. Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares with us how strongholds of the mind affect one's faith. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares with us how strongholds of the mind affect one's faith. So what have I got to do? I got to start thinking like God. Amen. Amen. Got to think what God thinks. I've got to have the thoughts of God. And so here comes your common sense. Well, nobody knows the thoughts of God. You know, hey, no, no. no. Well, that's not, that's not a true statement. That's a stronghold in a person's thinking because God left us a book. And it's not just a book, but it's a book of instruction. It's a book of direction. It's a book of life. And so if Satan can push the book of life out of your thinking, you're left only with your human thinking. And your human thinking can think wonderful of someone today and awful of someone tomorrow. Your human thinking can say, tell God you love him and turn right around and disobey him. Come on, give me a, give me a little smile when I'm, if I say anything that strikes a chord with you, just grin real big. Okay, now, what about the importance of human thoughts compared to God's thoughts? What about that? Let's go over into the book of Isaiah, the 55th chapter in the 7th through the 9th verse. And let's, let's read it. I'll read that in your hearing or you've got it there. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 7 through 9. Let the wicked. Now, boy, that's a rough word. Let the wicked. So you can easily, get, uh, uh, you can easily surmise in your mind, I'm not wicked. You know, because we got a definition of wicked. Lord, I mean, it's the worst. It's the most filthy thing a person can do, wicked. But the word wicked. And nobody knew you, are you going, are, how many of you feel you're wicked? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you if you know, I'm going to help you understand if you are or if you're not. This word wicked, this word wicked that's used in this context of Isaiah's writings, wicked means continuous sinful conduct. God calls that wicked. Continuous sinful conduct. Do you know, do you know uh, in your own life where you, where you sin the most? You don't rob banks, do you? You don't get road rage, but you've been tempted. You don't do this, you don't do that. Wicked, 
but we use our words. We use our mouth and we sin more with our words than we do any other way. Now listen to what it says. This is one of these quiet times because you're going to get a big bang sometime later today. So it's not going to be the big bang that created the heavens in the earth. But, but just be sure if you got a cherry bomb in your hand, get rid of it. Amen. Let the wicked, let those who continuously, uh, continuous sinful conduct. And a lot of times we do that with our mouth. We do that with our words. And then our words express thoughts and opinions about other people. And you don't care if it's true or not true. Your mouth just wants to talk. Am I hitting anybody this morning? And so we wonder why our faith doesn't work. We wonder why God hasn't come through for us. And then we settle a good common sense thinking, well, it must not have been the will of God when it's outlined plainly in the Bible that it is the will of God. And so let the wicked forsake his way. Now no, notice this. I, I won't be kind of particular with you this morning. Is that all right? Because this is the only shot I got at you <laughs> today. Notice what he said. Let the wicked, let the wicked forsake his way. Now it didn't say pray that God will cause you to forsake your way. It didn't say that. It said let him, let him who has wicked or continuous sinful conduct. You know, where the most probably, the most probable place is be how we speak and talk and how we relate to other people. Amen. And then he goes ahead to say, uh, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let the unrighteous man forsake the unrighteous thoughts. What are unrighteous thoughts? Unrighteous thoughts are thoughts that are, that, that are disagreeable with God's thoughts. That's an unrighteous thought. When my thoughts disagree with the thoughts of God, that is unrighteous thinking. Let the unrighteous man forsake his thoughts. So I forsake uh, my own thoughts, then what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to then to gather someone else's thoughts and put those thoughts in my mind. All right. Still, everybody's still here. Well, just hang on. And so, uh, and let him uh, forsake. Well, let me go back to the front. Let the wicked continuous sinful conduct, forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return unto the Lord. It seems to me like a, a separation in thought processes has happened. Let him return to the Lord. Let him return what the subject is, thoughts. Let him return to God's thoughts. Okay, return unto the Lord 
and he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. See, you can't make God quit loving you. You can't, God, you, you can't get God to run out of mercy in your behalf. His mercies are new every morning. His love for you never fades and never fails and it's always there. But now he's telling me something that, that I need to do if I fit the category, if I fit this category. And so, and God will have return to the Lord and he'll have mercy on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Now look in verse eight. You probably have read this a lot of times, I'm sure. Most of you have, maybe all of you. Verse eight, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Isaiah says his thoughts are not God's thoughts. So obviously God's trying to get a message to us. For, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Well, you know, you get this ensconced in a, in a stronghold and your way is the way you're gonna do it and you don't care what somebody else thinks about your way and really subconsciously we don't care what God thinks about our way. When that stronghold gets, gets into a person's mind, the only one that they are wanting to satisfy is themselves, is themselves. And so neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. Now watch this, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's God, God talking. So here's the question, what if you have a fearful thought? Anybody ever had a fearful thought? Sure you have at some point. Perhaps uh, you might've had this thought, what if I get a disease? All the while knowing what God says about it. He was wounded, come on. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his beating, with his stripes, with his beating that he endured, with his stripes, ye were. So, and I realize you know, but let me skip saying that. God has already taken care of anything you'll ever face in life. There's nothing that you'll ever face in life as a challenge or as a test or a trial or a temptation. God, uh, God, uh, God has already taken care of that. So now those ways said, and with his stripes, you were. What is were? It's past tense, isn't it? You were healed. So what have I got to do if I were, but yet I'm looking at myself and said, I ain't. Now I'm in conflict. I've got a conflict going on. And the Bible calls that a double-minded man. And said, let not that man, you know, person, let not that person think that they'll receive anything from God. Now that's pretty stout. And that is not St. Charles. That is written in the book, right? So let not that man think that he, she will receive anything from, from God. So 
Isaiah says that his thoughts are not God's thoughts, and God says that his thoughts are not Isaiah's thoughts. But what does he tell you to do? Return. Return to the Lord. Return to, to God's thinking. So have you ever had a problem reading the Bible? Have you ever said, I don't understand anything that's in this book, what I just don't understand it. Do you ever, you ever wonder why you, if you've ever had that feeling, do you ever understand why you don't? It's because Satan wants to close your mind, our mind to the reading of the word of God. Why? Because it's got life in it. It's got health in it. It's got healing in it. It's got wellness in it. It's got wholeness in it. It's got deliverance in it. It's got whatever you need in it. And so Satan wants to keep that out of your mind and uh, keep you, you know, at odds with whatever. He wants to get, he wants to get, it, get it out of your mind. But the human nature loves to keep it in the mind. So you have to conquer your mind. If you don't, Satan conquers you. And sometimes, you know, I know people get upset and they're here teaching like this. Probably some of you in here today may be upset. Just as soon as I spot you, I'll come to you. It's our hope that today's message, How Strongholds of the Mind Affect One's Faith, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, request offer number eight. Today's special offer number is number eight. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.